Kia ora and welcome. I'm Boris Lamont and you're listening to the New Zealand Wine Podcast. Thanks for joining us for this episode where we're speaking once again with Lucy Lawrence, who was with Orem Wines and has recently started a new venture uh, with her husband Brooke called Au Natural Wines. So we hear again about how this came about for Lucy and what she's doing right now. So let's go and have a chat. Hi Lucy. Hi. <laughs> nice to have you back on the New Zealand Wine podcast and as we we're just talking about before we, we started it was quite a few years ago, probably about six years ago when uh, you first yeah. came on and um, you were doing a different venture back then but why don't we mm-hmm. start back just a little bit on how you got to be in the wine industry and, and then we'll get to sort of where you are today but yeah, where did, where did it all start for you, your interest in wine? Was it something that your family introduced you to as yes yeah that's right yeah hopefully I say the same thing as last time I'll see that I'm a liar <laughs> um I <laughs> I started well I grew up in in um in France obviously so between Burgundy and Franche-Comté which is where the Jura region is part of so between those two regions I was really introduced to one quite early on and um I guess it was more from a, not so much from the wine growing part of it. So my, my, my grandfather had a small vineyard, but more from the hospitality side, actually, where all, everyone in my mother's family had a, was in the restaurant hotel industry. So I guess wine was more from that wine and food side, I guess. And so as I said, it was my grandfather that had a small vineyard and it was my uncle that was always going to take it over eventually. And so I never saw wine as being something I could do or not from the production side anyway, maybe hospitality, even so my mother always stopped me from going into that. And it's only really later I was doing biology at school, wasn't really sure where it was going to take me. It just needed to go to uni somewhere. And it's actually my father who said one day, Hey, you, you love going home to Burgundy to your mom. You, you love wine and food and all this. What about you do wine? And I said, well, what do you mean do wine? You can't do wine if your, you know, your father's not a grower. And how do I do wine? So I Googled it. And, uh, and you can do wine actually if you're not into the industry. You can just study and <laughs> do something about it. So yeah. I did that and I ended up in Dijon in a enology degree in Dijon and, um, which was perfect after what I had done in uni in biology, just made it fit right in. Mm-hmm. And I did that, uh, that. Uh, study there and experience in, in every vintage when you're doing your study you end up working into an estate and during the vintage time obviously and so that was really eye, eye-opening and and I found my place really so yeah nice so when, when you started studying did it just feel like the right fit the right thing for you myself forever yeah and practical a big world it's not, you know, the wine industry can be so big and at the same time so small if you're looking from a regional perspective and your land, but it also can take you around the world. It's a real big world and at the same time very small. When you start traveling a little bit, you meet the same people and have people in common. When you, It's just a really fascinating world for that, that standpoint, I thought. So, yeah, it just felt, felt right. Yeah, just felt right from from the first time that you when you started studying, yeah. felt like the right thing yeah. to be doing. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, nice. And the uh, where you were studying in um, Dijon, is it uh, like has there been a 
a place of study there for wine for quite some time? Or it yes. a newer institution? No, been there for a while? Yeah, I think it's been, I can't, I can't remember when it was created, but it was certainly a few, quite a few years before I joined. Sure. Um, I am not sure actually when that was, when it started. Not, uh, I never sort of uh, looking, or if I heard, I forgot, but. Yeah, no, sure. Um, but it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's a, it's a good study. And I still meet now people that have done it after. And it's, it's great to sort of feel part of that small, it's quite a small group of 30 odd people and not everyone end up in wine, uh, and there's a few around the country. There's, I think, five of those diploma around France. So, yeah, I sort of still now meet people that have done it a few years later, and it's quite nice. I did a tasting with a girl the other day that did it, and it was fun. So, same yeah. teachers, or, yeah, it's quite like a single, Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's quite nice. Yeah, that's mm. great. That's great. And, mm. you know, that's good. And then what <clears throat> What sort of happened? What, was your, what were your next steps after that? So you got to do some vintages as part of your study you see yes that's right so well then my life changed quite a lot because we my first experience into uh, an estate in that first vintage even before I started uh, studying actually because you know the school year starts just after we do that first experience I was in Domaine de Lalo in in Premo Prissé in, in Côte de Nuit and that's where I met my well, Brooke, who became my husband a few years later. So it was uh, from New Zealand. And so we, that really took my life in a completely different path. It was anything that I could have imagined, really. So, so we met, we were both working in that estate and the rest is history, really. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. So where did you, did you come back to New Zealand sort of quite soon after meeting Brooke or? But not come back. So what was happening? So I had to, as I said, we just start, yeah, come. I, I just started my study. So that was going to take me a few years. So what I did okay. is that every winter here and, and, you know, summer class when we weren't at school, I, I came to New Zealand and did pruning here on the, on the family vineyard here. And so I came just to be with him and then he would come back with me and come and work. There's a vintage in France. So we sort of lived between both countries for those few years and then got married. When I finished, we got married in Burgundy. Yeah. And, and then so moved Brooke, to New Brooke, Zealand. Did Brooke already have a family wine winery back here? Yes. Yes. That's yes. right. So his yeah. parents had a vineyard which they, they had established to sell the grapes more as, as contract growers. Where was and because they had completely different jobs, so where the vineyard was, yes, yes, yeah, so down in in uh, Pisa, so oh, a few kilometers you. down from Cromwell, yep. and that was we called it Forty First Parla. It was a vineyard that was planted in ninety seven, and so we were we met in two thousand and one. So I guess it was really sort of the first harvest, just starting getting grapes from that vineyard, and they were Brooke was doing some work in there. They had a vineyard manager. And so we just sort of in between. And actually in 2001, when we met, they bought the other Orem vineyard, the one where the winery was and everything, a bit closer to Cromwell mm-hmm. in Lowburn. Mm-hmm. Um, so they bought this one, planted it, renovated the little cottage that was there to make it into a cellar door and grew that vineyard as well. So then we had two sites. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much able we were able to start harvesting from that block when when we came back with Brooke because we moved here but it was 2004 so it'd be 20 years next year that mm-hmm. I've lived in New Zealand 
Yes. So we those we moved in 2004 and started immediately grow, um, building a winery, and that was ready for the 2006 vintage. And that's when we started making Orom wines in our own winery, Brooke and I, from those two vineyards, actually. So, yeah, that was a big, scary step. Yeah, yeah, no, a big, a big step. And what um, varietals were you working with from the beginning then? Pinot Noir? Oh, so we had Riesling, Pinot Gris, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's quite a, that's quite a, you know, it's enough to start off with too, isn't it, if you're starting yeah. to make your own to actually have four different varietals to, to exactly manage. yes yeah. Yeah, yeah it's exciting it's just it's it, having a big range like this and being able to do a whole lot of thing which we had we had subsequently over the years experimented with those uh, those varieties and did lots of different things so it was it was fun it was a good mix um, yeah. to have actually yeah and, and a good representation for central taco i guess good varieties to grow do you, do, you, do you have, just as an aside, do you have a varietal that you sort of more enjoy working with because of what you can do with it or, you know, the mm. the, the changes that you get each season or, or other reasons that you'd sort well, of… you can't really step too far from Pinot Noir, really. I mean, right. at the end of the day, it, it is a wonderful variety for that, the complexity, the delicacy. And it's just really, it's a pleasure to work with and it is different every year and you can do so much but I've always loved making Chardonnay as well I mean really I come from Burgundy so you know you sort of can't stray from those but you know currently yeah. now in our, our new vineyard we've got Pinot Chardonnay and Riesling and I'm really happy with those three varieties I think for Central they're just you know super yeah. important to the region and a, a good they can really express Central Otago super well so yeah. I'm happy with those three that we have now and, so, and yeah, it's interesting. Same as usual, just drop really, but yeah. Th- that's interesting. So you think that part of it is where you came from, and probably yeah, what you're yeah. What, it's what I drank the most. Yeah. You know, it's sort of what I've been drinking, drinking the most growing up. Also, my parents drink the most as I went before. I was drinking even sort of you know when you are in in Burgundy. People drink in France. People are terribly chauvinistic. They drink what they grow, <laughs> so don't stray too far. So, if you're in Burgundy, you drink Chardonnay and Pinot. If you are in a, in another region, you drink what they grow. You know, so it's um, so yeah. For me, those two, I've really, I've learned. I've, I've I got to try so many of them. I got to try so many different of them. And the expression of, you know, what they do is how they express the vineyard they grown on, and that complexity. You sort of. I get really, fa- I'm very familiar with it. And I'm sure other varieties do exactly the same. I'm just not as familiar yes. with them because I've been grown in the south of France or in Bordeaux or something. You know, I don't, I don't, I know very little about Bordeaux, for example, because it's not somewhere you know, I've even been there. <laughs> but I don't, I've drank a few, but you can't make knowledge out of that. You know, mm. so it's just, it's what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. And, and any highlights with your time at Orem, sort of? Any particular oh, so many. Years? So many, yeah, lots. I can't think of a highlight. It's just the, the experience as a whole, like how incredible yeah. to to be able to sort of straight out of school, being able to, to design a winery and build it and, and make wine as we were having babies. And it's just that incredible sort of experience to grow something from from nothing, like from not much. And for just short of 20 years, I think we, we really... 
you know, grew that brand. So it's not, yeah, there's, there's so many highlights, but really it's just all an overall experience. It's incredible. What a chance we had, you know, what a, an opportunity. So yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. Really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And much of a change, did, did you sort of notice that, so where the, the vines were pretty young, I suppose, apart from the ones that you had at the existing property, the, yes. new, the new Aura property, they were all new plantings, were they, or did you take over yeah. something? We planted everything. Right. Yeah, we always planted everything. So, yeah. yeah, we really grew with those vines as well. Yeah, very much. So that's wonderful as well. It's, uh, which really makes sense in the way we sort of see one growing and all this. But yeah, we saw the, the grapes getting older and more mature, what we were able to do with them, the wines we were able to produce and learning our lands more and more. So we were able to make wine from very specific part of the vineyard and you know we had the names named after our daughters and those you know there were sort of you know vineyard selections that we were able to to separate and so you sort of learn because we we look after our vines always we we get to know them quite intimately so it's a uh, that's also fun because it's never stale you know it's just always change and evolve and yeah that's fantastic yeah yeah mm. sure okay so you sort of as as the vines themselves matured, you were able to yeah. sort of do different things with with what you could yes. produce off them, but also you learnt from the terroir what you were getting from different uh-huh. things and, and what that allowed you to do as That's well. That's right, yeah. Being able to observe mm. what certain vines do on certain area and and, and this, it was never because it was better or not that, just different. Hmm. That's hmm. enough to just be different and let's celebrate that difference hmm. and, and not just being just one Pinot, but we used at the end, we had four Pinot Noir out of quite a small block, really. Yes. So it's, um, observation and yeah, just celebrating the differences and showing them off, really. Yeah. And, and, and really making the most of what Pinot is all about. Yes. That, ex- that ability to express terroir. So, well, mm. let's, let's do it then. Let's, let's do what it's best at. You know? Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah. And, and as part of that, did you see, you, you know, what, what the year brought you in the seasons and uh-huh. you, those, you know, the climate? Did that yeah. sort of have a huge impact or was it quite consistent where you were or? Did it sort of, you know, change quite a bit? Were you were you surprised ever by what what you got in some years, mm. or you know, or yeah. that you sort of got to know? Oh, yes, it, it's sort of it, it's more subtle variations rather than sort of extreme variations on what you're getting. I guess yeah, vintages are always all very different or slightly different depending the the vintage, but. I think the fact that we always grew, you know, looked after the vines ourselves and we're quite spending a lot of time in those vines, you can sort of med, I say medicate. It's not really medicate because honestly a negative thing, but be quite aware of what's going on. So you can deal with it early on and, and not. We never had disastrous vintages, you know, because we just deal with it. You do mm. what you have to do when you have to do it. Mm-hmm. However, vintage variation is super important. So we celebrate it and, yes. you know, take a nice stride and it would be so boring if it was the same every year. So actually it's, it's a really good thing. I never really liked to put vintages against each other. That was never sort of my narrative. I, I do like, I, I think they all, as long as you do a good job in the vineyard and do it, at least give it your all. 
they want to have value, you know, they yes. all, they have yes. something to say, you know, their story. And this is what this vintage was like. This one vintage was like. And, and it's, um, so much more interesting than maybe just putting them against each other and always, you know, that the vintage of the century. And yeah. wow, you know, they all have something to contribute <laughs> to the story yeah. of your estate, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, when when you're trying to can compare a vintage, you'll be drinking them at different stages in their development yes. as well. So that's always you totally. Know, well, that's so true. Yeah. yeah, and we always kept a lot of older wine. You know, we always had a a large uh, library stock. So it's really fun. and still now we're still drinking some more because we of course kept some back and it's so fun. We had my daughter just turned eighteen, so we had some two thousand and five Matilda. Pinot the other night and they're still nice. holding so well. Like it's wonderful to see wine, 18 year old bottle of wine that's still there. And yeah, it's very satisfying to, to look at them. So we saw them through the years, yeah. different stages. And, and that's also what wine is about, you know, bringing you back to a place and yeah. memories. And yeah, so nice. it's, it's fun. It's very fun, very rich sort of history that you can create. Mm. And now you're on to a, a newer project? Yes, we yeah. are. We are. Yeah. Yes, so during COVID, we um, had the opportunity to, to make a big change in our life. So Brooks parents were always working with us. We did all of this together or so decided to retire was in the seventies and uh, fair enough. But so we sort of were able to kind of put everything on the table and say, okay, so what are we going to do? How we, what shapes are going to look? you know, take and we sort of thought, well, we don't, you don't get those sort of opportunity every two mornings to sort of really shake everything and start again. So we, we just ran with it and decided to do the thing that we were dreaming of, you know, in the middle of the night when you sort of allow yourself to be a little bit crazy and think, oh, that's never going to happen, but that it could happen. And so we said, well, let's do it. Just let's just run with it. So we had bought a new vineyard back in um, a new piece of land because we planted it in back in seventeen to make Oram a bit bigger, mm-hmm. and we planted it with, as I said earlier, Pinot, Chardonnay, and Riesling. And in that vineyard, we also look after it. And it was when we made that decision, it was actually the first year was going to give us some grapes, and we thought, well, let's create something completely new. Let's let Oram go. Uh, we've done 20 years and it was great and let's do something completely new because for me, because we had ideas about what we wanted to do that was different, Orem was very much that piece of land and the wine that we were producing and all of this was going to be gone. So it didn't make sense. Uh, the brand is more than just a brand for me. It's really the people. So half of those people were, you know, going and it's the land. It's, it's everything, the story that comes with it. So if we were not going to do any of that, then what the point, you know, let's start again. So we took over that, just that new piece of land that's now ours, um, Brooke and I, and we have one and a half hectare on there. Planted from organic from day dot, of course, um, organically, grown organically. And we just making natural wines that are, you know, just sort of, just chasing sort of our mental health really. And so we're smaller, hands on. We do absolutely everything. We grow, make, bottle, label, sell, you know, absolutely everything, just Brooke and I. And being a size that you can do that and still have a bit of a life, you know, and so, 
just looking after our land, really. Like chasing a very simple, simple life, but that's how we like it. So yeah, nice. we're very happy. Nice. So where, where is the, the land that you, you're working off? Well, now? it's actually off Burn Cottage Road, which is in Lowburn. We can actually see, I can see the vineyard from, because I still live on the Orem property for yeah. the moment yeah. and I can see it from my from my window it's just across the highway on the other side on the hill on quite a bit of a steep piece of land so yeah. 15 to 18% slope so very different from what we had before so very different way to grow grapes slightly different soil and it's uh, so in the heart really in low burn just off that uh, so across from Burn Cottage Vineyard which are wonderful yeah, neighbours of ours and I think I've seen wonderful. that I think I've seen yes. it from the from the highway there, so it is quite. Yeah, you steep, can see it from it? the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it quite, is quite steep actually. Yes. I feel yeah. it in my legs when I'm walking up there. I'll tell you, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wonderful. But it's yeah, it's such a different way to work. You know, having a yeah. that that slope we never had that before, so it's um, really different. And yeah, it's a real joy. I was there this morning again. The sun is shining, and I'm happy. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Well, that's good. You get. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well be happy doing what you're doing. And, exactly. Um, and it looks like you're doing sort of similar. You're doing Chardonnay and, and Pinot Noir and, and your Riesling. Yes, and Riesling, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah so we have a, a, a dry Riesling, an, an oak Chardonnay and a Pinot. And then we may, I had a, we don't have it right this minute, but we have a field blend that my children make called M&M for Mathilde Madeleine. So it's a wine that we used to make at Orem. And so now we're just continuing to make it up there with our new field blend, really. Yeah. So it's like a chilled red. We've got a sparkling wine. We're making a, oh, a okay. meta tradition now. Yeah. That we, we haven't released any yet because the first one, the 21, it's just, is ready now. So we're just starting to, we're going to start riddling that probably this weekend. We'll probably set that up this weekend to do our first, uh, first lot of riddling. So we want it, we've done the tourage at home, uh, cause we do our own bottling, as I said earlier. So we did the, bottling for the sparkling and so we did our first tirage, well, two tirage already and now we're going to do the disgorging ourselves so it's going to be a very small lot and okay. hand disgorged we're just going to have to find our way around this but yeah as i say we want to do absolutely every single step ourselves so with metal tradition now it's tricky but we'll make it happen and um, yeah, wow. uh, we did a pet net with our riesling we um and we're going to have other wines coming on online in the future we want to be allowing our creativity and do exactly what we want and how we want and if we want to make one wine one year we will and if we don't want to make it the year after we want and you know just having that sort of freedom yeah and, nice. uh, hopefully people get a kick out of that and yeah follow us and yeah oh mm. very good well we'll have the um we'll have the website address up at the end Thank of the podcast you. and on in the in the blurb and, yeah, uh, and that, that's mainly how people can can find you on on your website is the is the best place. That's to right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We do sell it. We shop online, of course. We have it in some wonderful restaurants and and shops around the country, and oh, okay. um, some nice. some great venues around the country that are you know so on board with that sort of wines, and yeah. it's really exciting actually because they're so passionate with what they do. So it sort of feels right. And, and then I do a point by appointment tasting. So, uh, we'll be doing that more and more. I haven't really advertised this, but some people get in touch with me. And so we built our own, we built a winery this year. Um, so we're able to, uh, to, so we're able to make wine just by the vineyard this year. And it's, uh, 
you allow me to do to actually have tasting there by appointment a bit more you know, easier. Yes. So that would be next summer, really. And um, yeah, so that's been it's been good to develop develop that. Yeah. So we've got the cutest little winery, probably the smallest in Central Otago. That's it's nice. <laughs> Very cool. And uh, do you uh, do you say it au naturel or? Yep. Or naturel, yes. Yep. Yes, you sound much nicer than I do, but that's cool. I'm going to be careful with the French accent. Then if people can't understand what I'm saying, <laughs> so in between. <laughs> well, that's that's fun that you're making you're making bubbles. I mean, I think you know yes. most people most people like bubbles, and you know we want yeah. something fun about it as well. And and yeah. you know there's an occasion about. Having bubbles and uh, that'll be that'll be really exciting to do the whole process yeah. yourself. I'm sure it'd be great. Yes, yeah, I'm sure. I hope so. No, that's find out yeah. next few weeks. <laughs> Sorry, and is that is that going to be Chardonnay or? It's a blend. It's a Chardonnay and Pinot blend. So okay. what happened is that in in 21 when we did our first harvest, it was obviously a very tiny one because it was very baby vines, and uh, we had a, a tiny amount of Chardonnay. And so we saw, well, it's not really worth it making it as a Chardonnay. It's so small. Why don't we put some Pinot with it and, and make a base? And it was, oh, perfect. Let's do that. So the, in 21, we didn't make a Chardonnay. We just made the base and we had a bit of Riesling and a bit of Pinot. And that was, that was it for our 21 vintage. And we enjoyed the process, enjoyed the idea of having, we do, we do love our, with a traditional, um, and in 22, we decided to do it again. So in the future, maybe one, maybe one time I make just a blanc de blanc or for the moment it's, it's a blend, but mm-hmm. you know, who knows? You know, that's a, what I was saying before. You know, we want to be creative and have, you know, in the past I always made blanc de blanc for Orem actually. So this is the first time that I make a blend of Chardonnay and Pinot actually. So, oh. um, we'll see. We'll see yeah. where it takes us. No, exciting. Exciting. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll look forward to that. And, well, we we finish on the question which you you would have answered last time, but you, there's there's no yeah. there's really no correct answer, and, and it's probably is it something that well you, it might be the same, but it might be something that changes over time as well. I think as as yeah. you, you know experience different things and think about different things and other things become of different importance to us. But yeah, if you could have a glass of wine with anyone anywhere at any time, who and where and when and what would yeah. that be? Yeah, and uh, and I thought about that question this morning when I was in the vineyard. I said, is, am I giving the same answer as I did last time, or do I have a different answer? I think I will stick. I'm pretty sure. I think because I didn't listen to the podcast. I said my grandfather, <laughs> and uh, yeah. and I think I will stick with that. He's a person who enlightened that passion for wine and food and that sort of side of of me. And I think I'll stick with it. Uh, and I would love him to see that evolution and where we are now. And yeah, I'll stick to my grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And what, what, what would you have with him and where would you like to drink it? Would you be back in, in France with him or would you like him to see what you're doing now? Actually, I would like him to see what I'm doing because I think he would really get a kick out of it, actually. As much as he's lo- he loved Burgundy and he was so passionate about his region. Yeah. I think you really enjoy to see what we've been able to do and the love that we put into it. And yeah, I think it would really be nice to show him the yeah. uh, he to New Zealand and luck. And try one of, our, the, uh, one of our one, anyone, just pick one. 
<laughs> yeah, nice. You probably like yeah. a tasting of the whole. Go through the mall. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Go through the mall and have a chat. And yeah, I think you will love it. So, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Hey, thank you, Lucy. Lovely talking to you again and, and exciting that um, oh, you've you. new venture and trying new things, which is yes. always great. It's, it's, and we'll all um, look forward certainly to see, uh, see the Method Tradition now come out and also just, yes. yeah, try what you've already got there. <laughs> come and see us next time you're down over. Yes, yes, we'll do. <laughs> great idea. Love to. Love to. Good. Me too. <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks, Lucy. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, bye for now. Bye. We've been speaking with Lucy Lawrence from O Natural Wines uh, in Central Otago of New Zealand. You can find them online, onaturel.co.nz. I will also have the link in the description for this podcast. And check out some of the other great New Zealand wine podcasts with stories from other people involved in the wine industry here in New Zealand. And also check out podcast.nz for other podcasts on New Zealand topics that are worth checking out. You can follow NZ Wine Podcast on Instagram and we'd like to thank our sponsor, Bazibu.com. Let's get your business started. Thanks for joining us for this episode and we look forward to your company again very shortly. Matewa, Bye for now.